This enhanced podcast is brought to you by the Clinical Audit Support Centre Limited. To find out more, visit www.clinicalauditsupport.com. Greetings podcast fans, my name is Stephen Ashmore and I would like to welcome you to the latest download produced by the Clinical Audit Support Centre. This time we are focusing on an area that is of particular interest to myself and my colleague Tracy Ruthven and that is the use of interactive resources as part of delivering training to healthcare professionals. Many of you listening today may be involved in the delivery of training workshops, particularly in the field of clinical audits and clinical governance, and I'm sure that most of you try to involve learners as much as possible. Some of you out there who attended our Teaching Clinical Audit the Leicestershire Primary Care Audit Group Way course a couple of years ago may still be using our games such as Who Wants to Be a Clinical Audit Millionaire, Clinical Audit Family Fortunes, or the Clinical Audit Race as part of your work. Since leaving the NHS, Tracy and I have devised a new range of training materials and our current favourites are the Clinical Audit Deal or No Deal game and Clinical Audit Apprentice Meets Dragon's Den. Over the course of the summer, we have had a number of requests from Clinical Audit professionals asking us to share some of our new training materials and hence this podcast will tell you more about the not very imaginatively named Stand Up, Sit Down game that we use at conferences and as part of training sessions involving groups of 15 staff or more. The way that the Stand Up, Sit Down game works is very simple and it essentially involves learners being asked a series of questions. Each question has two possible answers and learners must decide which to choose before the answer is revealed. Those that get the question right stay on their feet and in the game, whereas those that answer incorrectly lose their life and sit down as they are now out. Although the game is very simple, it is an excellent resource as it gets everyone present involved and therefore encourages participation. Typically, as you will see, the game relates to audits and governance questions and learners often remember answers via the quiz more effectively than through the traditional chalk and talk approach. The quiz may be deployed at the start of a training session and is a helpful way of the trainer gaining an idea of how knowledgeable attendees are. Alternatively, the quiz may be used at the end of the session and by relating questions to the content of the workshop, this provides good feedback on whether learners have retained key information taught to them. Overall, the stand-up sit-down game is constrained only by your imagination and it can be updated or amended to suit a particular audience with ease. To explain how the game works most effectively, I will now go through the version used as part of my presentation to audit professionals who attended the Audit 2020 conference at the National Space Centre in Leicester on the 15th of November 2007. This particular game was played by 80 audience members as a way of having some fun at the end of a long morning session. And as you will see, questions are not ones that would typically be used for those new to clinical audit. However, given that most attendees at Audit 2020 were clinical audit professionals, audit questions were made difficult or obscure, and we also added in a number of space-related questions to link to the theme of the day. If you play along as part of the podcast, you may be interested to know that our winner, Lorna Beard, disposed of her competition by getting eight consecutive questions correct. Those of you watching this as an enhanced podcast will now be able to watch the visuals as well as listen to the audio. So if you imagine you were part of the audience at 2020, the first thing I did was to explain how the game works. First I asked everyone to stand up. I explained that everyone has one lifeline. I explained that you will all be asked a series of questions. When you answer incorrectly, you will lose your life and sit down and be out of the game. We encourage those taking part to be honest. The quiz essentially involves self-audit. 
We explained that it's not in your interest to help others and we also told those present that the winner would be the last person standing and that there would be a prize for the winner. We then moved on to the questions as follows. For question one, we asked if you type clinical audit into Google, what is the top answer? Is it A, United Bristol Healthcare, or is it B, Wikipedia? We asked audience members who wanted to answer A to put their hand in the air. For those members that wanted to answer B, Wikipedia, we asked them to put their hand out to the side. The answer for question one was A, United Bristol Healthcare. For question two, we asked what did the National Audit and Governance Group release in November 2007? Was it A, a goat, or B, a cat? Those audience members that wanted to answer A for a goat were asked to do the horns of a goat. Those that wanted to answer B, cat, were asked to make the whiskers of a cat. The answer to that question was A, goat, which stands for an alternative glossary of audit terms. For question three, we asked how many men have walked on the moon? Was the answer A, 10, or B, 12? Audience members that wanted to answer 10 were asked to point down, and those that wanted to answer 12 were asked to point in the air. The answer to that question was B, 12. The next question, number four, related to a quote from the NHS Careers website. This stated, you will normally need A-levels for the role of clinical audit assistant. We asked audience members if this statement was A true or B false. If they thought it was A true, we asked them to put their thumbs up. If they thought the answer was false, we asked them to put their thumbs down. The answer to that question was B false. The information on the NHS Careers website stated, you will not normally need A-levels for the role of the clinical audit assistant. Question five was a picture quiz featuring DJ Audit. We wanted to know from the audience whether DJ Audit existed or not. If they thought it was true, we asked audience members to pretend to be a DJ. If they thought the answer was false, we asked them to put their hands over their ears. The answer to this question is that it is true and that DJ Audit does exist. Question six moved back to clinical audit and related to information from a national conference in 2006 which found that 29% of community staff did not know who to contact in their primary care trust for clinical audit support. We wanted to know how the percentage had changed in 2007. Had it reduced to A, 15% or increased to B, 43%? Audience members were asked to point down if they thought it was A, 15% or point up if they thought it had increased to B, 43%. The answer to that question was B, 43%. For question seven, we wanted to know which man had chaired his local audit committee. Was it A, Bristol's James Wishart, or B, infamous GP Harold Shipman? We asked those who thought A, James Wishart, to point up into the air, and those that thought B, Harold Shipman, to point to the ground. The answer to that question was A, James Wishart. For question eight, we wanted to know about the horse called Auditor, who has raced 55 times since 2002. We wanted to know from the audience whether Auditor had won two races or 12. If they thought the answer was A2, they pointed down. If they thought the answer was B12, they pointed up. The answer to that question was A2. At this point during the Audit 2020 conference, we had found our winner. However, sometimes it takes a little longer 
and you may need to employ a tiebreaker to determine who has won. For Audit 2020, we were going to ask, according to research from the scientific community, approximately how long would it take astronauts to reach Mars? Those left standing would have been asked to verbally give answers, and the person closest to the actual approximate answer of 260 days would have won the quiz. Here at the Clinical Audit Support Centre, we have used the stand-up sit-down game on many occasions, and it has always been very well received. It tends to work best with larger groups, and myself and Tracy don't use the game when there are less than 15 participants present. The game is fun and educational, and it is also adaptable, very easy to create and update. As mentioned previously, the stand-up sit-down game is only really limited by your own imagination. So if you like the resource, hopefully you will be able to develop your own version and utilise it as part of your own training sessions. This brings the podcast to an end, and all that remains for me is to tell you that this broadcast was recorded on the 30th of November 2007 and is copyright of the Clinical Support Centre. Reproduction of this download is prohibited. Rebroadcast of this work is forbidden without the expressed written consent of the Clinical Support Centre team. In addition, if you use the stand-up sit-down game, we would be very grateful if you would acknowledge us as the source of this work.